And we're back. Welcome to episode hey, seven of Dump on the Ump. Uh, tuning in from Champaign, Illinois. My name Illinois. My name is Joel. With me from Brooklyn, uh, New York. Go ahead. This is Sam. Uh, coming to you from my bedroom right now in Brooklyn. Uh, Jesse is absent this week Jesse uh, is for absent. religious purposes. Yes, Happy Yom Kippur. Happy Yom Kippur to everyone. To everyone, Day of Atonement. I got uh, I got I got work off today, which is weird when you're a teacher, and you get a Wednesday off. So so the students this week we had school Monday Tuesday, and then we get Wednesday off, and now we gotta come back for uh, Thursday Friday. Um, Do you find that that makes it more difficult for like the kids to keep their focus when they have a day off in the middle of the week? Yeah, it kind of breaks up your your flow. Your routine that you get going throughout the week, um, right? But I, you know, I'm actually not complaining. A day off is a day off, and that's kind of nice, right? I guess I'm no matter saying, how you look at it, yeah. No matter how you look at it, actually, yeah, I've got some pretty strong opinions about that. I I love three day weekends, but I really right. wish that we'd only get Fridays off. I feel like that kind of shorter week is way more valuable. Then a, a Saturday, Sunday, right. Monday, three day weekend. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of odd. I feel like I'd rather have Monday off. Oh yeah, why? Well, I don't know. I just kind of feel like. Well, I mean, not to say that I've ever really had a nine to five Monday through Friday job, but it seems to me that like you have your weekend. And then you have an extra day to rest at the end when there's, like, nothing going um, on, you know? Yeah, I see what you said. You can, like, drink beer and watch football all day on Sunday and then... And not go to work and on Monday. And actually rest on Monday, yes. you know? Yes, Well, and it's... Or whatever. So it's been a little while since we podcast um, due to some scheduling issues. Uh, Jesse, yeah. Jesse's and a busy man. difficulties, too. And some technical difficulties, also which we're still working out. Um, if you are listening to this and you want to be like, hey, I want to listen to old episodes, episodes like one or two of Dump on the Ump, uh, too bad, because SoundCloud's not letting me upload more data at this point, even though I've offered them additional money. I've said, hey, I will pay for more uh, space. They are like, no, you are not allowed. So. They're like, no, Joel. <laughs> no, Joel. That's not for you. Yeah. We, we, we don't want to give money. Um, yeah. Your money's no good here. Exactly. Apparently not. So we're looking into alternative options for hosting our podcasts. Hopefully we'll figure that out sooner than later. I apologize. Yeah. And if, if any of you out there know about alternatives for podcast hosting uh, if you like letting us know maybe tweet at us or leave a comment on the WordPress blog definitely um, yeah or definitely. whatever because we are not particularly tech savvy um, and if those of you listeners if all of our listeners are you could let us know it'd be very helpful that would be very helpful looking into some also if we ever get tech savvy and get the technology to do it. We should try uh, 
video casting and also like a live podcast and have people call us and tell us what to talk about. I think that should be yeah, the, totally. uh, kind of a long-term goal too. Right. Also, yeah. any of you out there who might know how to do that, yeah, please, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so how are you doing, Sam? I'm doing good. I went to a baseball game yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Mets were playing the Braves. Uh-huh. Uh, the Mets lost. Still pretty fun. Um, you know, going to the ballpark, eating nachos, screaming at the right fielder, as per usual. Were you in, the, um, were you in right field? Stand. Yeah, sitting in right field. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the bleachers. So I don't think the right fielder could actually hear me, but uh, you know, he might. He might have. I don't know. Um, but it was a pretty good game. Uh, Braves hit a couple home runs. David Wright hit a home run the first inning. Um, but there's some interesting things about City Field that I noticed. Uh, I've been there quite a bit. I've been there probably four games this year. I go to probably four games every year, actually. And, but more than any ballpark I've ever been to, uh, at City Field where the Mets play, they have like, so it's like over the top, like, uh, the fan interaction on the big screen sort of things. But I'm not talking about like kiss cam or like, uh, you know, the little kids running around the field in between innings, that sort of thing, uh, which every stadium has, but they have these things where it's like, you know, make some noise, it says up on the big screens, and they have a couple of huge screens there. It says, like, make some noise, and then it has, like, this decibel meter thing that's, like, right. wiggling back and forth. Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of stadiums have it, but at City Field, they have about six different ones. Uh, there's the, the sound monitor, there's the crowd monitor, uh, there's the... Uh, home field advantage monitor um, and they're all basically the same it's really weird they're all basically the same like various plays on either a needle or like you know the thing that they have on recording equipment where it's like green and then yellow like green bars yellow bars and then red bars you know right I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to get the fans to yell and they have it i'm not joking you Almost every other pitch, they'll put that up <laughs> throughout the whole game. <laughs> it's really weird, and it's and it's kind of annoying too right. because, like, you know, you go to a ball game, you're going to yell anyway. But it, it's like gets annoying when they keep telling you to do it, and yeah. you feel like obligated to like join in. You know? Well, the Mets—they're uh, on top of their division. Wait, the it, what, were there a lot of people there when the stands full? Yeah, for yeah. Tuesday in September, yeah, there were a ton of people. Right. Um, it wasn't sold out by any means, but like you know, usually this time of year, the Mets are so far in the basement of the NL East that you can get tickets, you know, on the field for like two dollars, right. uh, because they're basically just begging people to come. Um, and it wasn't that way, you know. I pay twenty bucks for my seats, which is pretty crazy, um, and. Uh, yeah, they're on top of the NL East right now. Their magic number is at six. Oh. Uh, like 12 games to play, I think. Uh, it's at six. The Nats lost last night uh, yeah. to the, the, the Mets, but the magic number is still at six. I don't know what's going on in the game today. Uh, but yeah, um, people are pretty excited about it. Nets uh, are up 2-0, top of the seventh. Nats are up 3-2, bottom of the fifth. So they're both winning. And they're playing the Orioles still? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if they if the Mets win, then the magic number still goes down to five. Yeah. So like the Mets either have to win six games, some combination of the Mets winning, winning six, and the Nats and losing the Nats six losing games. Six. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The the Washington Nationals, uh, they're a good team, but you know they kind of they kind of lost it. Yeah, no, they did, and it was you know the beginning of the season. They were kind of saying that the Nationals were like the best thing that's ever happened to baseball, right? Uh, like projected, right? Um, and the Mets kind of were projected to be kind of better, but not still not great this year. Uh, and they kind of have been pushing through. Although there's the, the interesting thing now we talked about it last week uh, with Matt Harvey. Uh, and they're skipping starts with him now, but they also have uh, at least partially shut down Jacob Degrom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, who's another one of their kind of young stud pitchers. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of seems to me like I understand why they're doing it, uh, and the fans are pissed about it actually. Uh, but it it doesn't really make sense to me uh, because I feel like teams that go into the playoffs kind of with a full head of steam tend to be the teams that make it the farthest uh you know if you think about like the royals and the giants last year's two uh world series teams it was kind of like they really made a strong push at the end of the season just to get into the playoffs Mm -hmm. uh and then and and then like kind of powered through but the mets kind of have this padded lead right now there's almost no way they're not going to clinch and and I feel like taking your foot off the gas when you're going into the playoffs is not the right play that's for success in the playoffs. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this, how the playoffs are so short. The playoffs are so short, you really have no uh, margin of error. You, you've got to right. go in hot. You've got to win games. You've got to win games right away. So do you think right. that there's uh, truth to... Building up a routine, building up a habit of every day we are uh, competing to win, going yeah. into the playoffs. I think that's huge. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, especially with the Royals season last year, because how many elimination games did they face in the playoffs alone? You know, they were really, right. they were really digging for it. Um, kind of against the odds, but they, right. you know, they just wanted it so bad. But I feel like when you're way out in front of your vision, you're going to start resting people. Yeah. You're kind of going to the yeah. playoffs, kind of, you kind of backpedal into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, that's I don't feel like that's the way to go. Yeah, that's very interesting. How is the, um, how is the atmosphere in New York City right now? Um, I ask that because, you know, I, I remembered it was um, 07, I think, when both the White Sox and the Cubs were playoff contenders going in. Right. They both made the playoffs. They actually both lost in the division series that year. But that's the one thing I remember right. from living in Chicago at that time. It was a big deal. Like, you ride, right. you ride the, the L train and people are excited. People are like, spontaneous cheers for their teams, things like that. Like, it's exciting when your city, you know, is building that kind of excitement. Are you feeling any of that right now? 
not not really, not particularly. I mean, I live down in Brooklyn, so it's it's pretty far away from either the Mets or the Yankees stadium. And, you know, New York, as big as it is, is, like, not solely a baseball town. It's not even solely a sports town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, people have other interests, and they have other shit going on. They're, like, running around all over the place. So, like, you don't get that same sort of feeling, like, for example, you get in, like, Boston or some of these smaller market cities. Right. Not smaller market, but smaller population cities, I guess. Uh, where everybody's super into it, because New York, fucking no one's really into it. Um, I, mean, I guess, you know, the guys out in the Bronx, the guys up in Queens, right. they're probably into it. Uh, right. People who... But you don't, you don't get a lot of that. Yeah. And, uh, and that doesn't surprise me. And so, I, um, I posted on the blog just earlier today about the AL MVP, right? There's a thing uh, on, on 538 where... According to War, um, Josh Donaldson and Mike Trout, you can't really distinguish between those two right. guys for AL MVP. Their advanced stats, their traditional stats are like neck and neck. And so right. it's either one or the other. And the gist of the post I put up was the people in Toronto are way more fucking excited about their baseball team right now than anyone is about the LA Angels. And right. and that should be taken into consideration by the MVP right. voters when they're can, when they're deciding. Can we still the call them the Anaheim Angels? Yeah, I, I was the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is their yeah. official tone. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's well the Anaheim Angels. Yeah, I actually think I um we should look this up. I actually think that there was like a series of lawsuits be between the cities of Los Angeles and the city of Anaheim about who actually um, owns the Angels. Um, right. Because uh, they used to be the California Angels. Right. Yeah. I thought they were the Anaheim Angels. For a while they were. I'm looking at it oh, right okay. now. That's cool. Well, yeah, it's weird. Like, you know, both in football, both the Jets and the Giants play in New Jersey, but they're the but New they're York New Jets York. and the New York Giants. And they're not really. They're the fucking New Jersey Jets <laughs> and the New Jersey Giants. No And way. I kind of feel like everyone <laughs> should like, appreciate the fact that they're not a New York team. They're New Jersey teams. Yeah, but then you get into what's the definition of, like, your metropolitan area. Right. right? Like, the D.C. teams, I don't think... Uh, the the NFL team doesn't play in in Washington D.C. The yeah. other teams do, but um, well, the Baltimore teams play in Baltimore. Do they? And Chicago yeah. too. All the Chicago teams are in Chicago. Yeah, Camden Yards is like right downtown. Well, that's right. I actually Pretty went sure. to Camden Yards when I was in um, sixth grade. Nice, really. Yeah, I didn't. It was Did weird. Like didn't watch a game. Just went, took a tour. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, American professional right. baseball team based in Anaheim, California. Right. So what I mean, you know, what do you? 
so how do you like name teams from places when they're not really from those places? Right, you know? right. Yeah, well, because that's what you said. Like, who's going to, like, you want, like, the name New York in front of the team name right. has merit, right? I actually right. know that um, in basketball, when the, the two basketball leagues uh, merged, the NBA and the ABA, in the 1970s, right. Part of the stipulation was the New York Nets had to call themselves the New Jersey Nets. Otherwise, huh. the Knicks were going to um, uh, put the kibosh on the mojo. Uh. Because they, didn't wa they wanted to be the sole New York team. Right. Now the Nets are in Brooklyn. They're the Brooklyn and now they're, and, but they're still the Brooklyn Nets. You know, they're not the right. New York Nets, they're the, the, the Brooklyn Nets, which I think, like, Jay-Z um, had something to do with. Here we go. So, they changed the name to the California Angels in 1965. From? From the L.A. Angels. From the L.A. Angels, okay. Yeah, they moved to L.A. in... six. No, no. Were they an expansion team that year? Nope, they were, oh, yeah. they were an expansion team in 61. They were the L.A. Angels. They changed right. it into the California Angels in 1965. Right. In recognition of the upcoming move to the newly constructed Anaheim Stadium in 1966. So they right. were the California Angels for 30 years. When the Walt Disney Company took control of the team in 1997, it extensively renovated the stadium, which blah, 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 the city of Anaheim contributed $30 million to the renovation, providing that the names of both the stadium and the team contained the word Anaheim. Uh, the team was renamed the Anaheim Angels and became a subsidiary of the Disney Company. Under Disney's ownership and oh, the wow, leadership of manager Mike Sosha, the Angels won the World Series in 2002. So when they won the World Series in 2002, right. they were the Anaheim Angels. In 2005, right. new owner Arturo Moreno added Los Angeles to the team's name in order to better tap into the team's history and appeal to the L.A. fans. Right. In compliance with the terms of its lease with the city of Anaheim, which required that Anaheim be a part of the team name, the team was renamed the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Huh. Huh. That's really interesting. This is Joel reads Wikipedia articles to you on the bad podcast. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there are legal fights about what you name team names. And actually... So they really weren't even... They weren't even the Anaheim Angels for very long. That's just how I remember them because... They won the World Series. They were the Anaheim Angels. Yeah. 13. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess probably when I was around 14 years old, that's when I started to recognize there were other baseball teams other than the Red Sox in the world. That's an interesting... That's an interesting period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was like first or second grade, and, you know, that's when the Trailblazers were really good. I didn't right. understand how playoffs worked, and I thought it was more like Mike Tyson punch-out style, 
where uh-huh. you just get assigned an increasingly difficult like opponent out of nowhere oh, yeah. as you progress through the playoffs, like a a level a level boss boss right. level up. I didn't understand the whole bracket concept or that there were like playoff brackets. Huh. Yeah. Well Yeah, that should maybe be part of the XLB actually. What? Is just like boss fights. You know, <laughs> you just get assigned each team gets assigned an increasingly difficult schedule depending on how they win or lose, you know? <laughs> yeah, I that would be kinda cool. Um It'd be interesting in the baseball season, but I'm actually thinking in, like, a football season, it would be actually kind of beneficial. Like, if you didn't schedule, if you didn't have your schedule going into the football season, but instead it was like, if you win in week one, you play another team that won in week one for week two. Right. I think that'd be cool. But if you lose, you don't get eliminated, you just... Play a team that lost. You play another team that lost. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that it's kind of like that in football, right? Because they have like a weighted schedule depending on how teams did the, the last year before, season. Or is, yeah. that, is that not true? That is true, that and it's better. it's dependent on yeah. how they did the last season. And I think, um, and this is an interesting conversation. You know, football does everything it can possibly do to try to ensure parity from year to year. And that's one right. one way it does that is by weighting schedules based on um, you know how the teams did the last year, and I think it's pretty successful because I think you know we, we've talked about this before. Baseball, you know, opening day you have infinite possibilities, right? Doesn't matter how right. you did last year; it's day one. Your team is in it; you can go all the way. But sure. it's the NFL where it's like, no, really, like, we're only going to play 16 games. Half the guys are going to get hurt anyway, and we're weighing right. the schedule. So if you sucked last year, you can do great the next year. Um, right, so why doesn't that happen more often? Um, in football or in general? Just in football and in general. It, well, in football, I mean... Um, Why does Jacksonville suck all the time? Jacksonville sucks because they have incompetent management and ownership. Uh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a... They, I, I'm going to look this up because I want to get this exactly right. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars... What? I said I wouldn't worry about it. I'll, I'll, just go for it. No, you know? just, yeah. go. <laughs> just, go, just go for it. But I do, I do believe, this I will just go for, every year, because the NFL's only got, uh, yeah, Shahid Khan, that, that guy, that's who I want to talk about. We're going to talk about Shahid Khan okay. in just a minute. Uh, that's a great name. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, NFL divisions, right? There are only four teams per division, right? So, basically right. every year, but there are eight different divisions. Basically, every year, someone who finished last in their division goes on to finish first in their division. Right. Um, so, like, you know, every year somebody 
is gonna guaranteed make the playoffs who didn't make the playoffs last year and at least get a home game. Right. Now again, so you the, the teams that like the Patriots who hmm. win their division every year, uh, they're just it's because of the management is so good. Yeah. Because Tom Brady is almost almost like a god. Yeah, and and coaching and ownership and management. It's out an organization. Like the Steelers, right. you know, the Steelers are the same way. Green Bay, kind of. Uh, yeah, Green Bay has been up and down. No one's been doing as good as the Patriots, though, in the last however long. Yeah. Because. I'm just thinking. I don't know. I, I mean, because the other thing... Or, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, like, think about the definite... Ooh, that was a good hit. I've got uh, Blue Jays-Yankees on on mute. Somebody just got a single men on the corners, two outs. That was cool. Um, the definition of dynasties, I think, is really interesting. Right. Because coming from an NBA perspective, you know, the Bulls won six championships in eight years, and that was a dynasty. Um, you know, the, the, the Patriots won three championships in four years, and then they, they won last year, right? And right. I'm, not, I'm not saying they're not a dynasty, they're definitely, definitely a dynasty, but like the, def, like the definitions are different. Right, and so you think that's harder to do in football than it is in baseball? Yes, or basketball. Or basketball. Because basketball doesn't have the weighted schedule, and baseball doesn't have any sort of, you know, like you can just pay whoever the fuck you want to, however That's much the you biggest want to. thing, especially baseball. Also, yeah. in, also injuries. Like, right, but the, the thing that's cool about that in baseball that's changed, like, in our lifetime is, like, with the advent of Moneyball, right? It's, yes. like, much more yes. difficult to just buy yourself a team. Yes. Um, because if you, you know, it's it's almost becoming more of that football thing where having a good manager is, you know, worth probably, like, two or three superstars having them on your team. Um, someone who can manage the game in that sort of, like, abstract mathematical way. Yeah, no, exactly. You think that's true, or you think that's... No, I, I definitely think that's true, and I, I definitely think that's true, and I definitely think that's been beneficial for baseball. Um, I think that's yeah. been great for baseball. I would add one thing. I'm going to blog about Shahid Khan, because I've got a lot of strong opinions about... He's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, oh, cool. I've got some strong opinions about him, but I want to make sure I get those right. So I'm actually not going to... Uh, mouth off about him right now. Uh, right. But the other thing is, um, let's let's talk about uh, the Washington uh, racial slurs, right? They have... The Washington... Like, what? The football team. The, the other ones. Oh, the Redskins. Yeah. 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 Uh, they are... Yeah, that's pretty terrible. They are bad. They're really bad. But they have talent. Right? They right. have... It's not like the Patriots outspend them. It's not right. like the good teams outspend them. They just have incompetent ownership and incompetent management. 
I would say the yeah. same is true of the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears are, they spend so much money. They're a big market team. Um, right. And, and they just, they, they don't know this, like, top-down management organization. Ooh, the Bears play the Seahawks this week, Bill. I might watch that game. Blue Jays yeah, just scored. They're going to get spanked. Yeah, I want them to. I, I love Seattle. I don't, Didn't like, Jay Cutler get hurt this week because yeah. he threw an interception and then hurt himself <laughs> trying to tackle the guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so terrible. It's like such a bummer. Yeah, no. I, I'm, you know, mostly people I live around are, are Bears fans, and I'm just like, why? Like, don't be a Bears fan. Soldier Field's cool, though. I like Soldier Field. Soldier Field's really weird. I feel like Soldier Field, it looks like somebody took, like, a really old-style, like, Roman Coliseum and then dropped a, like, super modern football yeah, stadium yeah. inside of it. It's where the aliens landed. The UFO landed right, yeah, at Soldier exactly. Field. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a running joke in Chicago. <laughs> Like, I guess, it, it, they renovated it before I moved to Chicago, but that was, like, people loved the old, like, Coliseum-style soldier feel, and then they built a UFO right. on top of it, and it was like, what the fuck? Uh, I think it looks awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks super cool. Yeah. Man, Texas is in first place in the West. I didn't know that happened. Yes, and the Angels uh, beat Houston earlier today. So Houston's lead right. in the second wild card, they've only got a game and a half over the, the oh, Los right. Angeles Angels of Anaheim and Minnesota. Right. Personally, Minnesota. I, I'm still pulling for Minnesota. I think that would be great. Uh, yeah. Even though even though they're all White Sox division rivals, I, I like it with Minnesota as well. Yeah. They're kind of a fun team. I also really like their new stadium. Yeah, yeah, that's supposedly a really cool stadium. Yeah, uh, it looks cool, but the reason I really like it is because they're fucking whatever, Minneapolis, right? Or Saint yeah, Paul? Minneapolis, yeah. Minneapolis. And I think. They didn't build a, they didn't build a dome, which yeah. I really have a lot of respect for. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, it's fucking about as cold here as it is anywhere else they play baseball. And we're going to spend a lot of money on a new stadium, but it's going to be outside. It's such a cool engineering thing. They've got heated seats. They've got, yeah. like, fireplaces, like, you can get up and walk around and, like, stand near a fireplace to warm up. Um, and really? They, uh-huh. And they've got um, one of the best, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not aqueducts, not plumbing system. Um, the, the, the irrigation? Irrigate, yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of irrigation. There's a specific word that I'm blanking on, but, like... When the rain, when it snows or rains, specifically when it snows, they've got the best design for funneling all the precipitation away from the field, so that they can dry oh, the field off. Drainage, drainage, yeah, yeah, drainage about. system, so they can dry the field off very, very quickly. That's cool. Yeah, that's super cool. It's it's. Um, yeah. All right. So, what do you think is the best ballpark in baseball? Then? Um, I've never been there, but everybody says PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, it looks really nice. I bet Target Field yeah. is, is number two. Um, yeah. 
you know, and that's just based on amenities, right? Because, I, I, you know, Fenway and Wrigley are like the old, st you know, standards. Yeah. So you go right. there, you're like participating in American history, but like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I haven't been to enough stadiums to actually be knowledgeable. Have an about opinion? That. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, not that I'm biased or anything, right. but I think probably Fenway Park is the best stadium in baseball, and I haven't been all either but i've been to quite a few baseball stadiums um and it's and just for that reason like you walk out from underneath because you know it's not like these new ballparks where you can kind of walk all the way around them and you're always like within view of the field like you walk into fenway and you're underneath the bleachers uh, you're underneath the stands you can't see the field really uh -huh. um so you're like in this kind of like weird subterranean feeling sort of like dank cellar where they sell all the food and the beer and everything mm -hmm. but then you walk out onto the field and it's kind of like this almost take your breath away sort of like historical you know feeling when you walk out there um and granted i'm a red sox fan but i went to wrigley field and that kind of had the same sort of uh, same sort of feeling, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this place is fucking super old, and yeah. a lot of shit has gone down here. Um, and you can kind of get that. Uh, and um, I also really like Camden Yards is super nice. Um, that's a new stadium. Newish. Uh, it, you know, it's one of the modern ballparks. Like, renovated? Like, renovated Camden Yards? Or? Well, they made, it, they made it in the 90s, right? It was kind of one of the first of the... The new baseball-style um, ballparks. Um, I mean... Because it used to be, like, the thing was, is, like, we're going to make a baseball stadium that's also a football stadium. Uh -huh. Kind of, like, big arenas. You know, you have a big arena show there also. Right. Uh, and that was, like, that was, like, all the rage for a long time. And then there was this kind of revolution in how new ballparks were made. And that's all these great ballparks that, you know, you talk about, like PNC Park, right. Target Field, and, you know, I think Camden Yards was kind of the first to, like, start that trend of, like, yeah, we're going to build a new ballpark, but we're going to make it, like, old style, you know? Yeah. So, the White Sox, the White Sox play their games at uh, U.S. Cellular Field, named after, nice. named after General Ulysses S. Cellular. Um, yeah. And it's yeah controversial. It's yeah. a controversial choice. Yeah, um, I love I, I love it, but it's ridiculous. So yeah, it's like huge and black, which in my opinion right. matches like Chicago, like Sears Tower, um, Hancock Tower, like a big black steel monolith on the side right. of the interstate, right? Right. On the side of the interstate. Yeah. Classy. It looks like an evil fortress. Nice. It's huge. You can't really see the players because you're too far away from them to right. see what's going on. <laughs> like, it's you like have to look at... the ballpark on a Death Star. <laughs> yeah, it's totally like a Death Star ballpark. Um, they, you were talking earlier about going to the Mets games. It made me think a little bit of... The White Sox games, they would, like, have fireworks all the time. So, like, whenever right. a home player hits a home run, there are fireworks. Also, if they win, there are fireworks. And, like, every Friday night is fireworks night. Even if they don't win, it's just fireworks, fireworks, right. fireworks. 
And yeah. I was like, ah, come on. Um, At City Field, it's free T-shirt Fridays, every Friday home game, all season long. Uh, and it's not even like the first 15,000 yeah. fans get T-shirts. Yeah. It's like literally every <laughs> single person who comes to the ballpark on a Friday gets a free T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I yeah I like going to games at Wrigley too. And the whole thing is also like, you know, if you go to U.S. Cellular Field after the game, you really got to leave the neighborhood. You get back on the train right. and go back to the north side. Whereas at Wrigley Field, you like you get out and the ideas you hang around and go to the right. shops and get drunk in the bars and things like that. Right. Hang out in Boys Town. Hang out in Boys Town, yeah. And, and uh, that's so that's part of the experience too, I would I would say. Yeah. Well that, yeah, that's also right downtown. North Wiggly Field? Yeah. It's north well, side. It's like, near north side. Yeah. Addison. But it's more neighborhoody. I feel like, yes, right? Because I've never, yeah. I've never been to U.S. Cellular Field for a game, but I drove past it. It seems kind of, kind of warehousey down where it is. Yeah. Well, no, it's in the middle of the ghetto. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a city. City Field's nice. They're like the biggest perk about City Field, and you know, it's a, it's a plenty nice new stadium. I wouldn't say that it's like mind-blowingly special, but it's like. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see the see the field pretty well from wherever you're sitting, and there's a lot of really good seats. And then, but it's right, it's way the fuck out of Queens, and it's right next to Chinatown. So you like get out of the ball game, go eat a shitload of dumplings, and then fall asleep on the train ride home. Yeah, how it's is pretty, Queens? It's pretty good. How is Chinatown in Queens? I've never been there. It's the best. Yeah. When you come, we should go. If yeah. you can get away from the wedding party for an afternoon, we should go out there. To go see a Mets it's game and go to Chinatown. Man, go see a Mets game and go to Chinatown. <laughs> when you're in town, actually, that's the last home series of the season that's against the Nats. Oh, I bet it'll be sold out, but we'll look into that. Maybe, yeah. I was looking at tickets. Yeah, uh, cool. They're not sold out yet. They're like 20 bucks a piece, though, for the bleachers, for the nosebleeds. Huh. I'm watching... Okay, never mind. Something crazy just happened. On the ball, ball game? No. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves just waved Anthony Bennett, the number one draft pick. Why? Wow, what happened? I don't know. Something happened. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yogi Berra died. I know, that's too bad. Yeah, that is... Well, I mean, he was 90. I always feel that way. Like, yeah, it's too bad when people die, but, you know, when they're 90, you know, you're old. He was old. He was really old. He was really old. Uh, Italian-American uh, athlete. And I was trying to think of other, like... I guess, like, Joe DiMaggio would come to mind. What other, like... Uh, Elite Italian American, or not, you know, elite slash famous Italian American athletes are there. Um, who would you um, Who would you cite? I feel like there's a bunch of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Rocky Balboa. No, that doesn't count. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Well, Joe Paterno. I guess he wasn't a player, but right. he's pretty famous. 
Sounds like an Italian name, right? Yeah, yeah, he was super Italian. Super Italian. Super. Oh, um, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yeah, that's one. Barry Zito. Barry, Barry Zito. Are you Are you sure he wasn't from Montana? <laughs> Pun. Yeah, you like that? I like that. That was good. Maybe Maybe we hit it that joke out. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't edit anything out. No, 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 no. Nothing gets edited out. Yogi Berra. Uh, Craig Biggio. Trying to look up other interesting Italian-American... Uh, looking at baseball players specifically. Um, um, so, I don't know about players, but the kind of color commentator for the Red Sox radio broadcast... Um, oh, what's his name? Now I'm blanking on his name, but I brought him up. Joe Castiglione is his name. Oh. Um, and he's, kind of funny story about him, is he's Italian-American, inducted into the Italian-American Hall of Fame uh, as a radio broadcaster, because he's been doing it for 30 years or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool, because like you listen to him on the radio, which I have for my entire life, he's got this stuff. Like this nasally, like Boston-y accent sort of thing going on, and then I saw him uh, interviewed on TV one time, and it was I can't remember, maybe ESPN or no, it was actually it was a New York station. It was on SNY, I think, um, and it was crazy because like he has a radio voice, and he wasn't using it during his TV interview. Huh? Um, it was like. His voice was like lower, and he didn't have an accent. It's really crazy, um, which makes me think that maybe my entire childhood was a lie, and all these people that I'm used to seeing on TV or listening to on the radio don't actually talk like that. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it also makes me think that maybe maybe we should have podcast voice. Podcast voice, <laughs> like really change our voices. For the podcast specifically. Well, it's a little late for that, but okay, we can do that. Well, I don't know. We're we're deleting an episode for every new one. That <laughs> That's <course>. true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our our sh- our shame will disappear soon enough. <laughs> we just gotta start it up. So we we need to get Jesse this information. I don't know. It's so hard, and that that'd be an interesting thing. I'm sure this is something you learn in like acting school or something, because we've right. talked about how. And everybody knows this, but when you hear yourself on a recording, you're always like, oh yeah. my God, I can't believe that's what I sound like. Um, right. And so to be able to manipulate your voice, to know how somebody else hears you, that's going to take a lot of practice, I would imagine. Yeah. I imagine you just like have to listen to recordings of yourself for a really long time. Right, and figure out that when I'm hearing my voice like this, everybody else ah. is hearing their voice like that. Right? right. I think that's what would be uh, the, the big challenge. We should try that. I guess maybe I should listen to our podcast sometime. Yeah, you should definitely listen to, to podcasts. Um, I don't want to like inflate the stats, though, you know? Oh, yeah. Eh, don't worry wanna, about it. Oh, I want to know who's listening for real, and not just me, you know, glory hogging on my own voice. Yeah, I mean, I make up for a lot of our viewers, I think. Um, 
But we've got some Canadian, we've got some people in Canada who listen to it because I've been I've been pushing the Blue Jays so much lately. Um, yeah. We have some Eastern European listeners who may or may not be robots. I don't know. Oh, nice. Uh, but we have some Eastern European listeners, so, you know, hello. Uh, go Lithuania. I'm, I'm a big fan of Lithuanian uh, basketball team. Lithuanian, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I love them. They are the best. Lithuanian basketball team. They were the uh, bronze medal, the bronze medalists in the 1992 Olympics when um, the Dream Team, you know, that was the Dream Team, and the Dream right. Team won every game by like 60 points, and then like right. the other teams asked them for their autographs after the game. Um, and the Lithuanians, they played them, they, the Lithuanians were the only guys who could like hang with the dream team for like like a you know relatively like speak- yeah, yeah 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 and um they lost in the playoffs but they went on to win the bronze medal game and Arvidas Sabonis was on that Lithuanian team um and they were sponsored by the Grateful Dead so the warm-up jerseys were tie- like their warm-up outfits were tie-dye Really? Uh-huh. Why? Why were they sponsored by the Grateful Dead? That I do not know. Huh. They were, though. It was cool. Um, maybe, maybe that could be a, a research topic for Umpty Dumpty. Yeah. And it was the first time they were not part of the Soviet Union. So it was a big, like, Lithuanian national basketball as kind of a, a fuck you to the Russians. Right. It's like Rocky Four. Just like Rocky Four, that's two Rocky yeah. references, one podcast. Good job. Huh. Yeah. Um, why did it, oh yeah, Eastern European basketball. Ah, uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up. Yeah, we're trying to bump our ratings in Eastern Europe right now. Oh, dude, we're talking about the Lithuanian basketball team. Yeah. So you robots over in Eastern Europe, if you're listening right now, spread the word. I love the Eastern <laughs> European, dude. I really do like Eastern European. I like Lithuania and I like France. I like Nigeria. Really? For basketball? Yeah, for basketball. I love the French the basketball team. Although Spain is the good, Spain is really good. But I like France. Because um, of the Gasol brothers, right? Yeah, because of the Gasol brothers. The uh, WNBA is in its uh, conference finals right now. Uh, the, oh. the Eastern finalists are New York against um, Indiana. And New York took, okay. took game one today. And then the Western finalists are Phoenix and Minnesota. Huh. And... Um, it's Phoenix who has Brittany Griner on their team. And I don't know who that is. She is probably the best. I mean, not probably. She's the best Amer- uh, female basketball player right now. And I think that um, before long, the, N- the NBA will have female players. Um, really? I think so. I think within That's the next. prediction. I think within the next couple of years, the NBA will have female players in it. 
the Dallas Mavericks. You think that all those, you think all the like racist NBA owners are gonna like hire women to play basketball? They will if they get chased out by by the NBA. I mean, the NBA is kind of pushing progressivism, and that was the whole thing was when the new uh, what what's not president. Huh. It was uh, Sterling, and now it's Silver, which I think is funny. I feel like the NBA is pushing progressivism, like the NFL is pushing not beating up, you know, spousal abuse. Well, and that's exactly right. I think. I mean, I'm not. I'm not suggesting the NBA is doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. They're doing it because they think there's a market thing. Um, right. And or they're like trying to save face is more like it. No, I think I think it's a play for market. I think they think I think the NFL has to figure something out. And the NFL has to figure out what they're going to do about the extreme levels of violence and the extreme damages that they're doing to their players. There was a study right. uh, out of Boston University, I think. They examined 91 brains donated from dead NFL players. And 87 of those 91 brains showed signs of uh, traumatic in, traumatic head injuries. Uh, right. So that means that if you play the NFL, you have a ninety roughly 95% chance of suffering some form of traumatic brain injury. Right. They couldn't get 100 brains just to get that number, like, smack on. No, because the guy... Well, and that's the other thing is that... Um, I, I don't know, this, I guess this is obvious, somebody, you know, they've got to donate their brains. Um, right. So these are all players who, for one reason or another, suspected that they were suffering uh, from brain damage. Right. Um, but, I mean, that's that's a, a, a workplace health issue. Um, and right. I feel like, you know, football, American football today is akin to uh, the tobacco industry, really. Right. Except for affecting a much smaller portion of the so of society. Yes. But do you think that, that that number, as terrifying as it is, is maybe uh, not representative of the game today? Um, because even before this became a forefront issue, there were still a lot of, like, advancements in, like, helmet technology and, like, you know, pad technology, even before they started changing all these rules. And I have to imagine that the people who died and donated their brains to science probably weren't playing in the last 15 years, most of them. Yes, um, I, I think you're right about, yeah. I think you're I'm right. Like, uh, and I, I, I don't know... I mean, what are the rule changes that are happening? I mean, the biggest issue is... Well, Go ahead. Well, the, I, I, I was just going to answer that question. But, yeah. You know, certain... You, like, can't... helmet. There's no helmet-to-helmet -helmet contact allowed anymore. Right. Um, they moved the kickoff uh, spot 10 yards up to, like, produce way more touchbacks. Yeah. Um, and, like, not have the same kind of, like, impact uh, on, like, those kickoff plays that they've had in the past. 
Um, I don't think he can hit anyone in the helmet except for the running back, which is funny because I think he can still hit the running back yeah, in the head with your head. I think yeah. that's allowed. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that they're going to have to figure out, do they have to, yeah, how are they changing the rules about tackling? So I, I'm talking about, so I'm talking college right now. You know, they've got this right. anti-targeting rule where you can't lead uh, with the crown of your helmet into a tackle. Right. Which I think is a good rule. And I think that they need to teach players because really, in theory, um, you need to tackle with your arms, not with your head. But, right. you know, players are actually used to basically turning their bodies into torpedoes and trying to torpedo right, well, that's how you get on the highlight reel. Right, yeah. And that's it's not like, like you're going to get on the highlight reel by wrapping your arms gently <laughs> around somebody and, like, hugging them to the ground, you know? Right, but that's quality tackling. you know, tackling. they're up in the air. <laughs> yeah. They catch the ball, you fucking torpedo the shit out of them. Right. And, like, you know, make it look like it hurts. Then you get on Then the you get, yeah. And still, you watch, I mean, I watch a lot of college football, and it's like, there's a big hit, and everybody goes, ooh, and and you get replayed, like, like four or five times. Like, yeah. that's, that's where the incentive is. Totally. I think the other thing, though, I think uh, one thing that gets overlooked is the offensive line versus the defensive line. Because uh-huh. that's where you're getting, like, not the big hits, but the repetitive, you know... Nine smash, yeah, ninety to a hundred times a game. You're butting, you know, maybe not specifically head butting, but you are slamming your body against another man's body over and over and right. over again. So I think that will be the the next area of concern. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but I feel like it's like the high impacts more than the repetitive impact that's like the big danger, right? I don't know. Because it's not like they're just standing. It's not like it's, you know, those, uh, it's not like two two rams fighting each other where right. they just like smash heads into each other over and over again until right. someone gets a concussion and goes away. <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like, you know, they use their hands, they use their shoulders, you know, they like do the thing where like they... Do you think they're you're coming right at them, but actually you just like drop to your knees and hit them in the like shins and knock them down? That's the thing. Or when a linebacker uh, does a spin move to just go right around an offensive lineman, that's one of my right. favorite things to watch in football. That's so cool when they yeah. do that. There's a three hundred pound dude doing that also. Yeah. Well, you know, the offensive line are like four hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was another thing. It's like it's it's not another thing health wise for these football players is when you're 400 pounds, but you work out every day because you're a football player. Then you retire, and you then you retire and like you don't work out every day. These guys just turn into 400 pound blobs. Yeah, and I remember a study from a few years back of specifically offensive linemen who retire. And then uh, develop sleep apnea, I think. Oh, interesting. Um, And also, the thing where you fall asleep, uh, narcolepsy, Uh just because they're so so huge. Huh. Uh, That sounds dangerous. Yeah. 
It is, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. There's a lot of health issues, like even beyond the brain damage, I think, for, for football players. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like basically, they're basically coal miners who get paid a lot more. Right, some of them. But yeah. that's the other thing uh, about about football. You know, you've got, what, 48 guys per roster. You know, what's the average NFL career? It's only like three or four years. Yeah, well, I was watching... I guess it was the Seahawks-Packers game on <coughs> Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And one of the teams, I think the Seahawks had this running back on their team, and he was the oldest running back in the league at 34. Was that Marshawn uh, Lynch or somebody else? No, nah, not someone else. Maybe it was for the Packers, actually. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Somebody told me that. I don't actually know if it's true. It wasn't on the TV. Makes sense, that, though. But. I mean... Uh, oh no, it was on the TV. Yeah, thirty-four years old. He's the oldest running back in the league, which is crazy. Yeah, running backs in the professionals. I mean, they have a huge drop off yeah. very quickly. Very, very quickly. That's a that's a tough position. Football is a tough sport. Um, I think yeah. we'll we'll have to Unless talk you're about a it. Kicker. What? Unless you're <laughs> like a punter. Yeah, how old is Adam Vinatieri? That guy's like sixty. Yeah, totally. <laughs> He's at least 60. He fought in Korea, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you, uh, you can fact check that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we, we do. Add a military yeah. Korean War veteran. Yeah. Won the 1972 Sugar Bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, let's uh, start winding down. Um... But you know, whatever. Talk until we're done talking. Right. Uh, yeah. How, how how far in are we right now? We're not at. We are at um, fifty-seven minutes. Oh, cool. Um. So, uh, Yogi Berra just passed away. Who he coined the phrase. Yeah. You know, he's fa- he's famous for these Yogi isms. The internet calls them. And the one that I I didn't even know was him was it ain't over till it's over. I feel like I right. say that. All the damn time. And I had no idea right. that was, like, coined by Yogi Bear. Yeah. Um, yeah, he also, I think it was asked not what you what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I think he did that I one I think also. he did that one also. Yeah, that's a good yeah. call. Um, the 1956 World Series between the Yankees and the Brooklyn Dodgers. It was a rematch of the 55 World Series. The last Subway series until 2000, when the Yankees oh. played the Mets, right? Right. In this World Series, you had Yogi Berra, you had Mickey Mantle, you had Sandy Koufax, you had Jackie Robinson. All in, oh. all in that. Uh, the Yankees ended up winning... The I mean, you had a 97 win Yankees team against a 93-win Dodgers team. Uh, the Yankees won the World Series in seven games. They lost the first two games to the Dodgers. Won game 3-4-5. Won game 6. No, they lost game 6. The Dodgers won game 6. Won nothing in 10 innings. And then the Yankees won Game 7. It was Game 5 
Game 5, the Yankees won 2-0. And that was the perfect game. Um, uh, Don Wilson pitched a perfect game. Yankee, uh, uh, what's his name? Yogi Bear caught, caught the perfect game. Right. The only one. Yeah. Uh, oh, and game six, the Dodgers won that one, one to zero on a Jackie Robinson walk-off single in the bottom of the tenth. That scored the only run of the game. Right. Um, this just sounds like the best series of all time. Yeah, possibly. It I mean, it, it's got to go. be on the list. Hall of Famers, walk-off singles and extra innings, Game 7, and a, a perfect game. Perfect game. Yeah, Game 5 yeah. is a perfect game, yeah. Uh, That's crazy. So, we'll do some research also, like, what, you know, greatest series... Uh, Toronto's up four nothing now in the bottom of the seventh. Wow, good for them. Uh, good, yeah. yeah. We need that. Mm-hmm. We need the Yankees to not make it to the playoffs. Although I guess they're probably ahead in that. They're probably going to make the playoffs. Right. Via. With the wild card, they're at eighty. The wild card. Eighty-three and sixty-seven. Yeah, they're way ahead. Yeah, they got they got four and a half games now in Houston. So yeah, I think I think the Yankees are pretty pretty. I don't want to call them locks, but pretty much locks to make the playoffs right now. Go Twins though, game and a half out. Yeah, go Twins. Uh, okay. I'm looking, I'm looking at a list right now of Yogi Berra's top ten quotes. And oh yeah. Ones that I knew before, but I also really like is baseball is ninety percent mental and the other half is physical. <laughs> I really like that one. Um, I had a little league coach who used to say that. Yeah, what did he mean by that? I don't know. I think he was insane. Or probably <laughs> drunk all the time. Yeah. Right. Probably. I feel like that was back in the day when everyone playing baseball like drank and smoked cigars all game long. Right, right. But like in the dugout, I feel like they still do that sometimes. But like in the dugout, they yeah, because whatever, like yeah. it was the fifties and uh, whenever you know, like smoking was okay. You smoke wherever you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was good for you. Um, I want to shout out. Let's see here. My middle school team, the middle school where I work at, our baseball team won regionals yesterday. And oh, sweet. now advanced to sectionals. What, uh, first of all, what are sectionals? And then what's your mascot also? Um, I'm not sure what the difference between regionals and sectionals are. I assume... Um, sectionals are before state, like, I'm assuming, I don't know, yeah. I'm assuming. I feel like it sounds like sectionals should come before regionals. Uh, apparently not. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, it does, be, yeah, I, I see what you're talk saying. talk to someone about that. Yeah, we, we should flip that. Yeah, flip, flip that. it up. Yeah. We'll, we'll draft a letter. <laughs> Take a letter. Take a letter, Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Illinois sports. Um, so we are the Jaguars. Yeah. 
Jaguars, huh? Yeah. It's kind of a shitty mascot. No offense. Yeah, that's okay. Never, I never liked it that much, the Jaguar. Oh, really? I always did. Too many, there's, it's just, there's too many cat mascots, I feel like. Yeah, but at least it's not yeah. the wild cats or the tigers. I feel like wild cat and tiger, way overused. Wild cats, tigers, panthers, jaguars, yeah. bobcats. Lions. Uh, lions. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like how many cats left are there? Uh, Nittany lions. Uh, yeah. Oh, catamounts. Uh, catamounts? Yeah, yeah, that's Vermont. Yeah. Meerkats. Ooh, that'd yeah. be cool. No one's the meerkats, I don't think. Yeah. Like the overweight tabbies. Maybe <laughs> the, next, the next team mascot. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something about that. But yeah, yeah. What, you know, birds, too. There's a shitload yeah, of birds. Yeah, way too many birds. Yeah, we can have a whole conversation on... Uh, oh, here we go. On... Uh, Team names, you know. I think we have had some already, but you know, you gotta yeah. have a good team name. And there's gotta be a, like a completely untapped animal family, like mascot animal family, you know. I, I think the future is in invertebrates. Oh yeah. Yeah, because uh, you've got okay, Santa Monica jellyfish. Yeah, jellyfish or something like that. You do have. Yeah. I think it's the oh crap. I think it's the UC Davis Gooey Ducks. But I'll have to look yeah. that one up. Uh, which I think is probably the greatest sports name of all time. Um, right. I feel, uh, I know we've talked about the Richmond Spiders. I feel like there's not enough spider, scorpion, tarantula uh, right. based sports names. Um, right. Or what about like, what about like Bacteria. Ooh, yeah. the viruses. That's kind of yeah. intimidating. Or like, yeah, exactly. Like the, you know, Kansas City E. coli. Or like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like the, uh, I don't know, like the uh, the Newark botulism. The Newark botulism? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's scary, man. That's some scary <laughs> shit, you know? You want to strike fear into the heart of your enemy. Let's strike talk about food poisoning, you know? <laughs> uh, San, Santa Fe Salmonella. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... Um, yeah. I mean, you've got the you got the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Yeah. It's got to be like... Bugs. What? Bugs, yeah. Yeah, bugs. Insects. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about the cool, like, dangerous bug, bug-based names. What about might... Africanized bees? They'd be a good mascot. Yeah, I guess. What do you think? Africanized bees. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, God, I can't. I'm trying to find the different sections of Illinois State sports. I can't. How come? Sectional is bigger than regional. That sounds so weird. Yeah. Anyway, I'll give up on that. Uh, yeah. Oh, here's something I was thinking about. Uh, I was I was looking at NFL team names. Right. And I thought it was weird. All the mammalian predators. 
are in the AFC North or the NFC North. Except for the Panthers. Never mind. No, because the Panthers and Jaguars are not. Um, ah, there was something else I was looking at where, like, like, regionally speaking, you have, like, the Midwest really loves naming its its teams after, like, Bears, Tigers, Lions. You know, you've right. got Bucks, Bears. Packers. Packers. That's a labor thing. Yeah, uh, I guess. Bucks, Bears, Cubs, um, Colts, Tigers, Lions, Bengals, Somebody else. I don't know. I feel like there is a regionalism to how you name your teams. Right. Well, what about... Well, I guess the Chargers. I don't even know what a Charger is. Is it a lightning bolt? Is it something that charges an appliance? Yeah, it like charges your cell phone. (laughs) It's a Verizon thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. But you know, California with the Raiders, right? Yeah. And the 49ers. Raiders, 49ers, and Chargers. All like Chargers. A person that does something, except maybe not Chargers. Except for not Chargers, because yeah. that's an electronical device. And none of the big three sports, discounting hockey, like California's got no animal based names, only like. Jobs or like mythical beings. Isn't the charger a horse though, or no? Am I, am I making? That I up? think charger is just a a thing that charges. One who charges. Yeah. What's it? What's a dodger? A dodger is one who dodges. Which seems. Which <laughs> <laughs> um, seems like the opposite of what you actually want to you want to do in baseball. I guess so. Yeah. Charge the mound. Oh, oh yeah, no. no, no the Chargers that's... mascot is a humanized lightning bolt. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> so, you know what? They're lightning bolts. What I guess. is a Charger? Right, they've got right, and that's their nickname, the bolts. The bolts, yeah. Yeah. Really? And then, so the Athletics. Yeah. Giants. Yeah. The Padres. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Padres. Angels. I guess there's no no animal names. No animal names. They what about they, basketball? In California, Warriors. the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Kings. Lakers. And then hockey. They do have the San Jose LA Sharks. Lightning, San Jose Sharks in, in hockey. What's that? The Sharks. Oh, the yeah. San Jose Sharks, Sharks in hockey. So that's an animal. But I don't they know. Gotta get, they got to get with the fucking program. What, the Sharks? Change their name. <laughs> Change the name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> no animals. Why are they no called animals? Fucking Chargers. Uh, uh, LA Kings. Oh, Anaheim Ducks. I think that's oh, it. Oh, the Ducks, too. Yeah. Yeah. Another Disney, Disney team. Another Disney team, yeah. I'm really interested in the. According to the official site, the owner, Baron Hilton, son of Hilton Hotel's founder, Conrad Hilton, agreed to name the team the Chargers after his GM picked the name. I liked it because they were yelling charge and sounding the bugle at Dodger Stadium and at USC games. 
So yeah, a charger is literally one who charges. The 49ers mascot is named Sourdough Sam. That's you know cool. That? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I like the 49ers. People think that the 49ers name is lame. I really like it. I, I wish we had more. I, I wish that there were more, like, historically based obscure team names in professional sports. I like the 76ers. Right. I love the Portland Trailblazers. 49ers. Patriots is a good one. I really like the Houston Oilers. Yeah, I wish they would come back. That was a good, yeah. good team name. I hate the, the Texans. Houston Texans is like the worst fucking team name ever. That it's like redundant. Like of right. crazy Texans. It's already in yeah, the name. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be better if they were like the Houston Nebraskans. You know what I mean? Yeah, except that would, then play. It would be something. <laughs> that would fly though. Stand for something, fly. god damn it. Stand for something. Yeah. Be from Nebraska. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um. Oof. I'm looking up mascots right now. Uh, like what level? NFL. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tony Romo got hurt, and Des Bryant oh, yeah. hurt. So, uh, that makes me happy. I guess that makes me happy, too. But it was yeah. kind of interesting because I was watching the Sunday night game and they were talking about that at halftime, that, you know, the Sunday night football talking heads, which, right. they, I don't know, I, it was stupid because they were like, yeah, you know, Tony Romo's going to be out four to six weeks. But I think that, you know, I think that the, I think that the Cowboys would be fine. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, they totally... The Dallas Cowboys are one of my least favorite franchises in sports. Um, because, you know, they are America's team, right? And so everybody want Like, ESPN and the NFL want the Cowboys to be good again because they have a huge fan following. Right. Um, and and so they like hype them up to be good, even when they're not good. Um, but one of the things I was really really surprised about is that Tony Romo is actually very good at his job. Right. Well, I don't know. Like statistically, well, I mean, it, it surprised me because I'm always say that again. Sorry. I just feel like last year they had the best running back in the league and, like, the best running back in recent memory. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I feel like it's easy to be a really good quarterback if you have the best running back. If you're, like, handing the ball off on two-thirds of your snaps and the defense is totally geared toward that, it's easy to make the, the plays down the field to, like, open coverage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's more difficult to be a good quarterback when everyone knows you're going to throw on every snap, and then you do anyway, yeah. you know? Yeah, Um. So, I feel like I knew this already, but I was just reminded that Baltimore Ravens are named after Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. They have three Raven mascots whose names are Edgar Allan and Poe. That's cool. Ravens. Yeah, that's, I, that's really cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, Tony Romo was the number one quarterback in 2014. Right. That was last year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the number uh, one. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I never, right. like, if you were like, Joel, name, like, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Tony Romo, like, before I looked this up, I'd be like, Tony Romo would be, like, 12th on my list or something like that. I would not, right. I do not picture him as, like, one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. No. Because he's a schmuck. I just, I just picture him getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. About yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I want to happen. He's like Jay Cutler, except, like, talented. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jay Cutler's a weird one. So everyone's like, oh, he's such a great quarterback. And it's like, he's not. He's not. You know? Yeah. He is perfectly mediocre. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think Peyton Manning's career is just about over. I don't think he's... I think the dude needs to... Uh, Stop. Ooh, the umber just called That's what a everyone... terrible call. That was funny. Sorry. No. What? So, Arizona Diamondbacks mascot, according to Wikipedia, is Baxter the Bobcat. That doesn't make... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> fuck snakes. Nobody snake. likes snakes. I guess so. Why are they called the Diamondbacks? Uh, I kind of love that, actually. Oh, dude. So, A-Rod's up to bat. It's uh, top of the ninth. Toronto's up 4 nothing. Sweet. The, the pitcher, the, the Blue Jay pitcher, clearly, it should be a 3-0 and count, and it's 1-2 and on A-Rod. A-Rod is not getting the corners right now. Strike it. Oh, no, he got it. Damn. Oh, hey lad, just hit a double. Fuck. Teach me to run my mouth. The Diamondbacks also have a mascot called the D-backs Luchador. Why do they have so many mascots? <laughs> I don't know. And it's funny because the Luchador is a Mexican wrestler, right? Yeah. For those of you out there that don't know what that is, but... And, you know, that kind of makes sense because they're in Arizona uh, and there's, like, tons of Mexicans there. Um, that's so weird. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays mascot is DJ Kitty. That is awesome. I did not know that. Go Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's cool. It's just, I don't get it. Yeah, he sounds actually kind of like a Poochie sort of character. Yeah. Okay, we're at an hour and 19 minutes now, so we should probably right, stop. So we should, let's close it down. Yeah. Because um, now I'm just reading things that I'm looking at. <laughs> this, is, after this has been another episode of Joel and Sam reading Wikipedia at you. Uh, yeah, exactly. I've got, a, I've got a list of Yogi Bear quotes. Let's go over just a couple of them, and uh, then, we'll, okay. then we'll leave. Okay, um... Number one, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. What does that make you think of? Uh, I don't know. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. I, I get it. 
Yeah. It's, it's like, it's the same sort of thing as the, uh, you know, as the 90% mental and 50% physical. Yeah. It's a, it's a nonsense quote. It makes sense, though. Yeah, no, that, it's yeah. Nonsense that, it's nonsense that makes sense, kind of. Yeah. No one goes there nowadays. It's too crowded. That's actually in a yeah. Futurama, Futurama episode. A nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. Feel that one. This one I really yeah, like. Good. Always go to other people's funerals. Otherwise, they won't come to yours. Yeah, no, no one will come to yours. Yeah. <laughs> or they won't come to yours, right. Yeah, I like that one really good. Um, the future ain't what it used to be. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. All pictures are liars or crybabies. <laughs> that's also true. Yeah. Uh, there are other ones. All right, uh, we better go. It's getting getting silly time now. Yeah, we're getting silly. We're getting Thanks, silly. everyone, for listening to us. Yes. Uh, for those of you that made it this far, you've been a prize. Um, and we'll send it along to you directly. We yes. know who you are, and we know where you live. Live the way to you. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, good night, everyone, and have a pleasant tomorrow.